This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. A program for and about America's 78 million baby boomers. Here's your host, Freddie Bell. Hi, everyone. This is New Beginnings. I am Freddie Bell. Glad you're with us today. And coming up on the show, many of our favorite partners, including Label Sternbach and friends from AARP Minnesota. All this plus the words to the wise on New Beginnings. And our program is underway right now. Medical Director for Minnesota's Medicaid and Minnesota Care Program, Dr. Nathan Chomolo, joins us this morning. Doctor, good morning and welcome back to the show. Good morning, Freddie. I'm just curious, uh, not long ago, I guess in the third quarter of last year, Minnesota Care uh, had a program out where residents had to re-register to make sure that they were on the right program or uh, if they weren't on it, they needed to get on the program or people were, were taken off. How did that program go and what does it look like right now in Minnesota? Yeah, we, we are still in the middle of it. And so um, when we did the unwind of the public health emergency, when when all those changes ended, uh, we had to go back and re-verify the 1.5 million Minnesotans on uh, Medicaid and Minnesota care uh, making sure they were eligible. And so that is a process that as a state, we want to try to get as right as possible. And so we're taking the full um, 12 months that the government, uh, the federal government allowed us. And so we're right in the middle of it, actually. Uh, so it is still ongoing. We're still trying to get the word out. Uh, we have our website, uh, Renew My Coverage, mn.gov slash Renew My Coverage where you can um, uh, find out uh, if you or your loved one who's on medical assistance or Minnesota care is due for renewal, you can find out more there. All right, we're talking with Dr. Nathan Chumolo. So how have you gotten feedback? I'm sure you have. What are people saying about uh, the re-register to make sure that they're eligible? And uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, there are some people who are going, what happened? I thought I, have co- I had coverage and now I don't. Yeah, yeah, and that is there's a big gap there because um, we're relying on folks uh, to know when they signed up, what month they signed up. Uh, that's when they should see in the mail an envelope with a blue stamp. So we say when you see the blue, it's time to renew. Uh, and unfortunately, one of the things that uh, our system is a little behind here in Minnesota is that it's all paper based still. And so I think a lot mm-hmm. of folks are used to you know getting an, a notice and saying, oh, I can go online, I can update my information, um, and for this process, uh, you still have to fill out that paper packet, uh, send it in. Uh, sometimes you have to be working with your county, um, or if you get administered through your tribal nation, you know those are the, the folks you're working with. Uh, and so th- there's a, a couple more steps to this process than people might think is necessary. Uh, there's a lot of folks who got coverage during the pandemic who hadn't been through this process before, so that part is new to them. And so we are seeing, you know, unfortunately, folks who um, either didn't realize they had to fill that out in a timely manner, um, or something got missed on the paperwork and their coverage got delayed. Um, and so we have folks, you know, able to work with you. There's by navigators through Mincher. Um, and so you can find navigators near you uh, that if you're having trouble getting through the process, they can step in and help uh, along the way. Uh, and we are, But we are seeing folks in our community lose coverage. The good news is if you get that 
notification. You know, you can get back into the system pretty quickly if you do it within three months. And then if at any time, you know, you're eligible, you can always uh, sign up right then and there. You don't have to wait for specific windows of time uh, to sign up for uh, medical assistance. Dr. Nathan Chomolo, Medical Director for Minnesota's Medicaid and Minnesota Care Programs, joins us live this morning. How is it best to build a trust in service providers? What is the state of Minnesota doing in that regard, sir? Yeah, and, you know, we are really trying to learn lessons uh, from uh, how the COVID-19 response uh, worked um, and how it didn't work. Um, uh, You know, the Department of Health uh, created the COVID community coordinators, uh, which really uh, tried to create partnerships and and I think successfully create partnerships with community organizations to share information, uh, have trusted messengers um, that aren't just always folks from the state or or folks from your doctor's office out there uh, being able to uh, share information. And that's what we're doing with uh, the rollout uh, uh, and the re-enrollment for Medicaid uh, as well, is we're really trying to you know go to where folks are at, get information uh, that they need, try to be responsive. And so some of the features on our website, um, some of the features of the re-enrollment process, like being able to take a picture of your uh, application and upload a picture on, of it online, are things that we've done in direct response to what we've heard uh, in community and doing a better job uh, of meeting folks where they're at. But, you know, I think, think we still got a ways to go. And, you know, my commitment's always been to keep showing up, keep listening, uh, keep making those changes and then coming back and sharing, you know, the good news when we have it. Can you talk about a recent study by the journal, uh, journal Pediatrics from researchers at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia? And it suggests that COVID-19 vaccines have a, eh, a level of protection for children against long covid what does that protection look like, and can you revisit what long COVID is? Yeah, and so long COVID is the name that's been given to folks who continue to have symptoms after being uh, having a, a illness with COVID, uh, you know, for more for more than two to three months. Um, and so, uh, you know, symptoms like fatigue, uh, upset stomach, um, headache, troubles with focus or concentrating. Um, in kids, additional things can look like mood swings, you know, being really irritable, things like rashes um, or, or shortness of breath. Uh, I think of uh, some of the, the teens I've had who are really high-level uh, athletes who are having trouble, you know, doing just things, basic things at practice, you know, for, for weeks after what was thought to be just a mild, you know, case of COVID. They weren't hospitalized or anything like that. They had just a mild case of COVID, but they had symptoms lasting for weeks or months sometimes. And so this was good news to see that the vaccines do help uh, protect uh, uh, kids from experiencing not only just that severe illness right away, but these long-term symptoms, which we know can really uh, impact the quality of life um, and what they're trying to do to stay healthy. And I, I liken it to, you know, like we're used to on our phones getting our software updated. I don't know, every like two three months Mm -hmm. Um, our immune systems are somewhat like that too like they need updating um and so uh what the vaccines are doing is kind of giving us a way to update safely uh so that it doesn't get uh you know dysregulated that's what a lot of folks think happens with long covid is that our immune systems are acting up uh because they don't know quite how to respond uh or when to stop responding to uh the infection and and that's what what leads these long covid symptoms and so it was really a good news to see that uh the vaccines can help protect our kids from that. It's interesting. You work a lot in pediatrics. In fact, that's your practice. And I'm wondering, does COVID also present in teens as uh, the the skin discolorations or the, the patchy or dry skin and no other way? 
You know, I, I've seen COVID present a lot of weird ways. Um, uh, I think I've seen hives as probably kind of the, the rash that I've seen most commonly, um, uh, kind of as just the only symptom. I haven't seen, you know, just a dry rash. And, you know, that can be hard, particularly this time of year when the air gets a little bit colder. Folks who have sensitive skin or eczema are more likely to break out anyways. Um, and so that alone would be lower risk. But if you're seeing hives, that, that is something that I have seen present as the only symptom of a COVID infection. Um, and, and so, again, thinking about what we can do when we know the rates are high, um, uh, things like masking, things like uh, testing before we go places uh, or for having any symptoms and then, you know, connecting with our doc if we got questions. Write us a prescription for guarding against COVID fatigue and vaccine fatigue. Yeah, I mean, I think that the virus isn't getting tired of infecting us. Uh, and so we got to kind of think about how, what can we do to kind of protect ourselves, protect our loved ones. Uh, and that, you know, a lot of these measures uh, to protect against COVID are also really common sense measures uh, to protect against the flu and RSV and other viruses that we know are out there that also you know, can really mess up our day, mess up our week, mess up our month. Um, and so I think thinking about how there's multiple benefits to just being uh, really thoughtful about where we go. Uh, the, uh, how we are using masks, how we're using testing, um, and, and how we're talking to each other about what we're, the symptoms we're experiencing. And then getting the vaccines or, or the treatments when, when they're available, because they do make a difference in you know protecting us from severe illness, getting us uh, recovered quicker, um, and, and making sure that we are able to enjoy all the things we want to do. All right. In case you don't know, Dr. Nathan Chomolo was on the front line, uh, moved over to help us to fight COVID-19. And uh, he gave a lot of soothing comments and helped us to really navigate uh, this horrible disease at, from the very, very beginning. And I know a lot of Minnesotans owe you a large debt of gratitude because you're an African-American history maker and you've saved so many lives. Do you have a final thought for us this morning, Dr. Chomolo? Oh, thank you, Freddie. I, I will just say, you know, it's a new year and there's a couple other things I just wanted to make sure folks are aware of. Uh, we know that, you know, money can get in the way of getting into get the care you need, uh, particularly for our uh, community members on medical assistance. And so starting January 1st, the legislature and the governor last year passed laws so that there are no co-pays or deductibles for folks on medical assistance. So you shouldn't get a, that uh, bill for a copay. No deductibles to get the care you need, whether it's a telehealth visit, showing up to your doc, going to urgent care. Um, and so if you feel like you need to get seen, uh, hopefully finances aren't the thing, you know, that are getting in your way if you're on medical assistance. Um, and there's just a lot of information that we'd be happy to share with folks about increased benefits to things like dental coverage for adults, uh, increased payment to doulas so that hopefully we get more access to doulas for our community members, things like uh, care for folks who are experiencing homelessness as they transition out of uh, hospital settings. Um, and so just a lot of ways that we are trying to be, again, more responsive uh, and understand that we don't want, uh, you know, things like finances to get in the way of folks getting the care they need, getting healthy uh, and getting back out there. He's Dr. Nathan Chomolo, and uh, that's really great news about getting ready to co-pay. So that's even if folks were in the exchange uh, with the health partners and all the rest of it that they can avail themselves to? So, to anyone who's on medical assistance, uh, you know, no co-pays or just like in that people might recognize it with like straight MA. Um, so medical assistance, straight MA, those folks uh, don't have any co-pays or deductibles. All right. Doctor, thanks so much for being with us. You always answer the call and we really appreciate you being with us. Thanks so much for having me. Hope everyone has a good day.
Thanks so much for stopping in this week. And it happened this week. In 1974, movie producer Samuel Goldwyn died at the age of 94. He founded Goldwyn Pictures Corporation, which later merged into Metro-Golden-Mayer MGM. In 1984, newsman Edwin Newman retired from NBC after 35 years. In 1990, the first McDonald's restaurant in Russia opened to the public. In 1992, sportscaster Howard Cosell retired from broadcasting after 39 years. In 1997, the classic 1977 film Star Wars was re-released as Star Wars Special Edition in theaters across the United States. The film grossed nearly $36 million in in his first weekend. In the year 2000, Illinois Governor George Ryan halted all executions in his state after several death row inmates were found to be innocent of the crimes for which they were about to be put to death. In 2006, the Senate confirmed Veteran Appeals Court Judge Samuel Alito to the U.S. Supreme Court. The conservative Alito was President Bush's choice to replace retiring Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. In 2016, more than 60 people were killed in serious capital after ISIS suicide bombers triggered several explosions. In 2019, the U.S. Border Agency seized 250 pounds of fentanyl from a tractor trailer in Arizona. In 2019, Catholic leaders in Texas named 286 priests credibly accused of sexually abusing minors dating back to the early 1940s. And in 2021, Johnson & Johnson's Janssen single-dose vaccine was shown to be 66% effective in trials with complete protection against hospitalization and death with regard to COVID-19. It happened this week, and I'm Freddie Bell. And now, our supporting partner, AARP in the Twin Cities. Hello again, everyone, and joining us right now is AARP's Minnesota State Director, Kathy McClear. She is joining us now to talk about your health. And hello again, Kathy. Welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me, Freddie. Glad to have you with us. And I'm really intrigued by the title this week. We're talking about Walk with a Doc. How many doctors are actually walking with their patients? Or is this a twist on the idea that AARP is putting forward? Yeah, this is such a great program. So let me ask you a question. When you when we hit 2024, do you make resolutions to be healthier? Uh, yes, although I don't speak them always out loud. I'm a, a little afraid of what, what if I don't make it? <laughs> and I think that's how a lot of folks operate, right? I know I've done it. Um, and so Walk With The Doc is really designed to help people take some of those very small steps um, to make some healthier changes in their lifestyle. So Walk With The Doc is a national program, has more than 400 chapters across the United States. And we are so excited to be offering this folk, uh, this, this program to folks um, in the Twin Cities area uh, starting in February. And um, this is such a great opportunity. Um, anyone can join. And it is a walk with a local doctor. So it starts with about a 10-minute talk on health and healthy lifestyle changes. And then you just simply go for a walk. Wow. Now, is it a planned walk where you have others who are joining a particular doctor? Or is this uh, something that we do on our own as individual members? So this is uh, folks joining a doctor that we have recruited. So Dr. Nana Wilmot D'Souza. Uh, a physician, family physician from Prior Lake. Uh, she is a board certified in lifestyle medicine. Um, and again, it's super simple. Um, come join one of these walks. 
get about a 10 minute uh, conversation with this particular doctor on healthy lifestyles and things you can do in your life, uh, maybe a particular topic or a particular question that folks have. Uh, and then you just simply go for a walk. You walk your own distance at your own pace for about an hour. And there's so much research, Freddie, that has shown just simply going for a walk can make a big difference in your health. Everybody, we're talking with Kathy McClear, Minnesota State Director for AARP. And walking in itself is good, but there are other benefits that come along from walking as well. Can you outline some of those? Yeah, absolutely. So not only are you taking steps to a healthier lifestyle, but you're getting that opportunity to make some of those social connections, which are also critically important for our overall health. I'm sure you've heard, um, you know, the research from the U.S. Surgeon General that, uh, Being socially isolated is just as dangerous to your health as smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. And so here you're here, you're, uh, you know, getting two healthy uh, activities in at one time by talking with a doc and being socially connected with others and taking a walk. So when is the first one scheduled and how can we register and be a part? Yeah, we sure hope people are going to join us as we as we move forward with this program. It will be the third Saturday of every month from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock in the morning, beginning February 17th. We're going to uh, walk indoors and meet at the Mall of America because, you know, even though it's nice enough to walk outside right now, <laughs> things may change by the middle of February here in Minnesota. Um, so we invite people to meet us at the Mall of America, um, at the second level west, right in front of the AARP Information Center. And uh, the first few walks we'll do at the Mall of America. And then we're going to identify um, a local outdoor park uh, where we can get outside the rest of the rest of the sunny season uh, and get that fresh air. All right. And again, if you need more information, it's AARP.org forward slash MN events. Do you have a final thought for our audience this morning? Yeah. If this interests you, come out and join us. And you can also visit AARP.org forward slash MN events to learn about all the things we have going on in your community. She's Kathy McClear from AARP Minnesota. Thank you for being with us this week. And now from the lighter side of my desk, Licking my lips because lip balm flavors inspired by a basket of chicken wings have already sold out. Bird Bees announced that it teamed up with Hidden Valley Ranch to create a line of lip balms that feature flavors of buffalo sauce, crunchy celery, fresh carrot, and Hidden Valley Ranch. The collaboration started after an April Fool's post in 2022 of ranch-flavored lip balm. The limited edition packs of lip balms was launched just a few days ago. A state lawmaker is making an effort to turn Pluto into Arizona's official state planet. Republican Representative Justin Wilmoth has already been advocating for the proposed bill on social media, citing his reasons why it's a worthy idea. While no longer being a planet, Pluto was discovered at the Lowell Observatory in Flagstaff back in 1930 and was a planet for nearly eight decades. Wilmoth argues such a move would help recognize the rich history of astronomy in Arizona and get people talking about the topic. Pluto has not been considered an official planet since 2006. Fitness guru Richard Simmons says he has nothing to do with the new movie being made about him. Warner Brothers Discovery says a new biopic is in development starring comedic actor Paulie Shore 
as Richard Simmons. The producers of the film say they plan to make a movie that honors and celebrates the fitness icon. Simmons responded on Facebook saying he has never given his permission for the movie, so don't believe everything you read. And speaking of reading, Americans are reading a lot less. A typical American adult spends just under 100 hours of reading a year. That's a big drop from the levels where we were just a decade ago. The survey counted reading of books, ebooks, newspaper articles, and websites, but not social media. A decade ago, Americans were reading 500 or more hours a year. Today, many Americans would rather scroll social media, watch YouTube, watch streaming shows, or play computer or tablet games. And don't complain about flowers after Valentine's Day. So I'm thinking it's time to remind you that on February 15th, the Internet doesn't want to hear about your complaints about cruddy flowers ordered over a toll-free line or on the web. Don't share photos or those flowers on Facebook or TikTok. If you order from some national company and they show up looking shoddy, you get what you pay for. For the biggest, freshest arrangement for the person you love, call up a local florist, give them a number you're willing to spend, and tell them what your valentine likes. And if you don't know, ask the local florist if they can recommend something unique and different that's always a hit. For your out-of-town valentine, do a little homework to find the best local florist in their neighborhood. I'm Freddie Bell from the lighter side of my desk, and you're listening to New Beginnings. Get the most from AARP, including advice and support to help you care for your loved ones. Fraud prevention with tips and tools to help protect you from scams and fraud, including a free helpline if you've been targeted, a scam tracking map, and watchdog alerts via email through the AARP Fraud Watch Network. If you don't know AARP, you don't know ARP. More information at AARP.org. Thank you for listening to New Beginnings. You can stay up to date with this show. All you have to do is go to Google or to Apple and download the Freddie Bell Radio Shows app. Yes, download the Freddie Bell Radio Shows app and you'll be up to date on everything concerning this show and anything related to Freddie Bell. More to come. Stay with us. This is a news-oriented broadcast, and all information is educational in nature is not intended to be legal, securities, tax, or insurance advice. Please consult with the appropriate professional before acting on information heard during the broadcast. You're listening to New Beginnings. New Beginnings with Freddie Bell. Principal protection, market participation, and it's not an annuity. Join us as we discuss this new investment strategy that's giving annuities a run for their money. Hi, everyone. I'm Freddie Bell, and now it's time to talk finance with Label Sternbach. He's Amazon's best-selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and also the author of the book Authenticity. His website is yieldsforyou.com. And Label, hello and welcome. You've got me intrigued, and I hope our audience is too about this new investment strategy. Hey, how are you doing today? Unbelievable. So for our listeners and for Freddie Bell, too, who don't know already, can you describe for us what an annuity is? And we'll level set there and go from that point. An annuity um, the 30-second version of what an annuity is, is a, it's a contract with a life insurance company where you give them money and they will give you a 100 pages that somehow has a benefit in it. <laughs> um, they The benefits will range and they vary and they're different from 
you know, life insurance company to life insurance company. But the basic premise is one of two things. It's either they're going to give you a fixed rate of return or they're going um, or they're going to give you some kind of, you know, they're going to give you some kind of limited return with protection. Um, the the final one and really the one that they're, you know, most known for is giving you a paycheck for life. They will you give them a sum of money and in exchange they will they will give you a fixed dollar amount for the rest of your life and ensure that whether or not your initial sum runs out, right, that you will always have that check for as long as you live and potentially as long as your spouse lives. Well, that's a primer. It almost sounds like life insurance label. Um, well, it's life insurance is really for when you die um, or for after, you know, someone dies. Um, there are is life insurance that you can tap while you're still alive. Annuities are designed for for before death. They're not really designed for after death. So are you saying that there is a way to get all of that without buying an annuity as well? There there are ways to get a lot of the benefits of annuities without without purchasing an annuity and i want to i want to clarify right so the of the three benefits that i described right the you know being able to get a fixed rate of return without without worrying about losing your principal that is available in lots of different forms right we know bank cds um that's you know to name one there's lots of other investments that have become popular over the last few years things like structure notes which basically act very similar to a bank CD um, where you've got principal protection, but your interest rate that you get is not tied to like just an arbitrary number that the bank decides or the insurance company decides. It can be tied to something like the Federal Reserve's uh, interest rate, or it can be tied to some, you know, uh, index return number, right? So there's lots of different, you know, uh, cool and interesting ways that you can get interest or get paid interest based on things. Uh, so that's number one, right? So there are lots of other possibilities outside of life insurance companies. But this is a recent thing, right? Like, you know, if you came to me 10 years ago and you asked for something that provided, you know, better returns than a bank CD and had principal protection, the only option really was a, uh, an annuity. That that was the only thing on the market that could fit that bill. Now there's lots of other things. Um, the caveat being that they're not usually purchasable. A regular investor can't purchase most of these. You have to go through an institutional relationship in order to access them, whether that's uh, you know a broker dealer or a, a financial advisor. Generally, you can't walk into your bank and say, "Hey, I want to pur- purchase one of these things." Um, number two. The second thing that I said was market participation with guaranteed protections. Um, so generally, you know, the big selling point of annuities was you can get, you know, you know, 50%, 70%, 80%, 100% of market returns. But if the market went down, they, you would be at zero, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't lose your money, but you wouldn't gain anything. Um, and, First thing I would like to say is that that's generally uh, a misnomer, um, and that's because if anyone anyone who's purchased a life insurance or an annuity policy that knows there's several different numbers they give you for what your value is, and so 
while yes, your monopoly money values, your cash value, surrender value, not your surrender value, but the the value that they say of your you know contract value that will increase in value or that won't go down below zero. The amount of money that if you actually tell them, hey, I want my money back, that goes down because that's you know you've got things like administration and mortality charges, you got all kinds of charges that you're going to incur whether or not you're getting you know performance. Um, so while you're not getting market losses, you are certainly losing money. Uh, there's certainly ways to lose money even that, uh, with the protections. So I don't want you to be, think that oh. Well, I'm getting, you know, the downside protection. So therefore I'm covered. No, you're, you're still losing money. And when the market goes up, you're still not making the full money of the market. And there's lots of ways that they get you in terms of, you know, capping your returns and they cap the returns. You don't get dividends. Dividends make up, you know, uh, 40% of the market's returns or dividends. You're, so you're not getting any of that. Oftentimes they take a spread. So you're, you're still basically, the, you know, it's an advisory fee for by another name. Um, and then on top of that, they'll also have all kinds of other strategies uh, to take money out of you. So you're getting returns, but how much of it you get to keep is a different story, right? Um, in terms of getting investments that have downside protection, there are a whole universe, again, of investments that have downside protection built into them. And there it used to be, again, you came to me 10 years ago and you said, I want something that has, you know, 50% of the market's upside with none of the downside. I would have told you that's not something I can give you. But you come to me today and I'm like, okay, tell me exactly how much of the market's downside you're okay with or how much of the upside you want. And I can find you a product that does that. And literally, I can dial it in anywhere from, you know, zero downside protection all the way to 100% downside protection, meaning that if the market goes down, you will not get any of the losses. But if the market goes up, you will get some of the upside or all of the upside, but it can be capped or it can be, you know, again, excluding dividends. And there's all kinds of, you know, levers and options, but there are possibilities. There's a lot more possibilities on the open market than there are available through the annuity companies. Um, so for if you're just looking for a safe type of investment, I I can give you a whole catalog to choose from. <laughs> now, if you're looking for a check for life, they will never that as long as you're alive, you're going to get the fixed the same dollar amount no matter what. That I can't give you, right? That's the one thing that annuity companies can give you, that life insurance companies can give you that no one else can do. And the reason why they're, they're able to do that is because they're taking a bet, right? If they, if your money runs out or in aggregate, all the people who give them money for this, you know, they're betting that they're going to have more money coming in than going out. And there's a certain element of risk that they're taking on. And in exchange, your giving up a whole lot of potential, right? You're giving up that you're giving up the you're you're assuming that you're taking on the risk that you die sooner than your money would last, right? Which most people do. So, you know, that's how the insurance companies make their money. Uh you're taking on the risk that your money could grow more than than it would uh they you would you're you're giving up the the upside potential of your money. Uh, you're also giving up the inflation adjustment of your money. Uh, annuity companies used to give great uh, cost of living adjustments on these annuities. So, you know, it would increase with inflation. But now 
you know, 10, 15 years into that contract and your money, the money that you're getting, that $1,500 of three, four, five thousand dollars that you were getting that was supplementing your social security and was making ends meet is no longer going as far because of inflation. And that is, to me, one of the biggest drawbacks of annuities these days is that they don't have the same type of inflation adjustments that they used to have. And it's really on you to to inflation adjust your money. And so in doing that means that you can't ever give all your money to an insurance company. You got to have some set aside to be able to, you know, um, make up for that difference. So this has really got to be expensive, right? Annuities on um, what or the annuity alternatives? The alternatives. So the alternatives uh, can be sold in one of two ways. Um, they can either be sold uh, on commission through a brokerage firm, in which case their fee comes out up front. Um, and that would be like no different than purchasing a mutual fund. So I think, you know, like it can be up to, you know, five or six percent up front for that. Um, and that could be expensive, right? So that, but that would be between you and your broker, uh, who's selling it to you on the flip side. If you got it from somebody like me, who's a fiduciary, we're fee only, which means that we don't uh, get paid commissions on anything. And the only thing that you're really paying is the advisory fee. Um, generally like the ones that we purchase or any of the fees that are associated with making the contract come into existence are all baked into the contract itself. So that, you know, because it's, you know, the banks have to go buy, you know, different instruments in order to get these upsides and downside protections. Um, and so they take care of all of that. And that's part of the reason why there's, you know, a cap on the upside or there's they don't give you 100 percent protection. It's be, not because they can't give you 100 percent protection, but because the difference between 90 percent protection and 100 percent protection may be astronomical in cost. And it's like for that 10%, is it really worth paying, you know, an extra 10% in fees or an extra, you know, 50% in fees? Uh, and generally the answer is no, right? Um, because, you know, for for a real outlier possibility, it's not worth it. And if, I mean, let's be honest, if the, if the stock market goes down by 100%, we got much bigger problems than the fact that uh, you overpaid, uh, you, you didn't have enough protection on your investments. Because uh, the banks aren't going to be open. <laughs> exactly. So so why aren't insurance companies selling these products, Label? So the insurance companies are selling these products because, because there's a way to make money. Um, and not only that, but because there's they're able, they, they carved out for themselves this niche of being able to provide that protection to people, of that guarantee that there's no downside, right? Um, so... Being able to do that, whether they actually deliver on it, on it or not, the fact is, is that they're able to say that. And when you look in your account, they're able to show that, right? Where any of these other investments that I've talked about, because you have full transparency into it, because you can buy and sell these, generally speaking, at any point, there's someone who's willing to buy this contract from you. Because of that, there is a daily price to it and the price fluctuates, which means that it's a different experience for investors. It's not necessarily something they want. And, you know, uh, it just it, it behaves differently. So from the insurance companies, they're able to do it. They were the first ones doing it, you know, going back, you know, 200 years now. Um, they've been able to offer this. They were able to offer people something that didn't exist. 
It's only recently that alternatives have started to become possible and not only possible, but that they're that they seriously compete with the insurance business so much so to the point that the insurance companies are now entering this marketplace, offering their own versions of these products. Right now, the insurance company version of these products, generally speaking, comes with a lot of strings attached. It has a lot more fees baked in and it doesn't behave quite the way that you wouldn't want it to behave. Um, but it just it really demonstrates the fact that the that the fact that this is accessible to even a segment of the marketplace is putting enormous pressures on them and that they see the writing on the walls that the fixed annuities or the annuities period, the products that they've been offering for the last 50 years, that they're not going to be able to keep offering them. And by the way, you know, just between us, this is why I think you have a sudden rise of these insurance agents who are on social media and who are advertising things that nobody, that legally they're not allowed to say. That's number one. But number two, the no product in the world gives I think the insurance companies are kind of turning a blind eye because it's the last two raw to gather assets and they'll deal with the lawsuits later. Um, I mean, obviously, they're not going to say yes to that, that that's what's happening. But there's no way that they're not aware that these agents out there who are producing millions for them a, a month in business, tens of millions, um, aren't advertising these products in a very misleading way. Interesting. We ought to leave it right there. But how can we learn more about uh, this new investment strategy? So there are two ways you can learn more. One, I have a website dedicated just to teaching about this thing. I call it my myannuityalternative.com. If you go on there, I've got a uh, free report you can download uh, that walks through exactly how this these products work. Uh, you can also find it on yieldsforyou.com if you go to resources. And of course, you know, feel free to book some time on my calendar. More than happy to walk you through it and see if this is an option for you. Again, the you know uh, full transparency. These are investments, right? These are not insurance products, and that means that they behave differently than than insurance products. Um, but they're generally speaking, you can get the protection you're looking for at a fraction of the cost of what you would get through an annuity company. All right. He's Label Sternbach. We look forward to hearing from you again next week. Label's website is yields for you. That's yields for you.com yields the number four, the letter U.com. I'm Freddie Bell and more new beginnings is straight ahead. Here are today's words to the wise, pay what you owe. In the ledger of life, every action and commitment has a value. Whether it's a debt of gratitude, a promise made, or a responsibility to fulfill, honor your commitments with integrity. Paying what you owe is not just a financial matter. It's a reflection of character and reliability. It builds trust in relationships and contributes to the smooth flow of life's transactions. So take stock of your obligations, settle your debts, and in doing so, uphold the currency of trust and accountability. Your word is your bond, and settling accounts responsibly ensures a balanced and harmonious journey. Today's words to the wise, pay what you owe. 
Thank you for listening to New Beginnings. You can stay up to date with this show. All you have to do is go to Google or to Apple and download the Freddie Bell Radio Shows app. Yes, download the Freddie Bell Radio Shows app and you'll be up to date on everything concerning this show and anything related to Freddie Bell. More to come. Stay with us. During the holidays, I had an opportunity to give the message, and it was entitled Steadfast Love. Here is part three of that message to Unity South Twin Cities. Unity also teaches us that there is a divine essence or a spark within us. Recognizing this inherent divinity should foster a sense of unity among all people. Loving Loving one another also means seeing beyond the external differences and circumstances, and acknowledging the shared spiritual essence that connects all of us. Loving one another in unity involves expressing compassion. It involves expressing expressing understanding and acceptance without judgment. Can you do that? Well, how can we put this to work today? How can we put this to work this week, how can we put this idea to work for the rest of our lives? We start by actively demonstrating love through kindness, through generosity, and supporting each other as we live our lives. We start by doing something that's really, really difficult. We hear it here in unity all the time, but believe me, it can be difficult. It starts by forgiving ourselves and then forgiving the next person. You know, it's easy to say, oh, Tim, I forgive you. But if I haven't forgiven myself, the work isn't complete. I don't know if you heard me. I start by forgiving myself. Then I can forgive Tim. The work isn't complete unless we give our, forgive ourselves first. It's really interesting that when we hold on to resentments, when we hold on to grudges, when we hold on to grievances, or even judgment is counterproductive to our spiritual growth. And that's why sometimes we seem or we have this feeling that our lives are upside down. As we love one another, we cultivate compassion and empathy. Love is what happens, Mark, as we begin to understand and share in the joys and challenges of others, thereby creating what is a supportive and harmonious community. We express this from steadfast love in us as we engage in affirmative prayer. Yvette led us through that this morning. It involves focusing on positive and uplifting thoughts for ourselves and also for others. It also involves holding a positive and supportive consciousness for the well-being and success of others through prayer. When I got that job, I held a space for those folks who didn't get it, but it holds a space for everybody. Unity places a strong emphasis on community and fellowship. 
Loving one another, Bob, also involves actively participating in supportive spiritual communities where individuals like each one of us can share our spiritual journeys, where we can offer assistance and receive support. It's, this speaks to our classes, our special events, and our book studies. We've had some special events here lately, our classes, many of, of which are led by the Rollinsons, Reverend Stacy leads classes. Maybe one of these days, if I get a license to be a licensed unity teacher rather than an unlicensed unity teacher, perhaps I can even lead you through some classes. We'll see if that happens or not. The rest of the Daily Word Scripture goes on to say that love is from God. Everyone who loves, it says, is born of God and knows God. That's what it says in your Daily Word this morning. The idea here is that the source of all existence is characterized by love and benevolence. Therefore, when we express love, we are seen as manifesting a quality that is inherent to our divine nature. Being born of God implies a spiritual rebirth or an awakening, and that awakening or that rebirth is celebrated next week as we talk about the joy of the Advent. And the final line of that scripture this morning talks about knowing God. That statement says that those who love know God. Think about that. So as you love, you already know God. Knowing God in this particular context is not necessarily about the intellectual understanding alone, but it refers to a deep experiential knowledge or connection with the divine. It's a personal, intimate relationship with the source of all there is. I can talk all day about what Gerald's relationship is with the divine, but I cannot talk about, about what Carlotta's relationship is with the divine. I can't talk about what the relationship with the divine for my wife, Francine, whom I love more than anything on this earth. Only you have that opportunity to commune with the spirit within, with the Christ within, and that's where the discovery takes place. How many of you during this holiday season are willing to go on that personal discovery to find that Christ within. I've told the story several times before of my first time feeling the presence of God in my physical body. It's a long story, but suffice it to say, when I got that feeling, I was sitting on a bench in a park, and the lady said, breathe in the breath of God. As I breathed in, is that the right uh, context? As I breathed in the breath of God, I felt a literal burning in the center of my chest. And like the scripture says, surely this must be God active and present in my life. We can experience this with regular meditation when we quiet our minds and open ourselves to the presence of God, we can see 
the love when we pay attention to the present moment and become aware of the divine presence in everything around us. The use of affirmations, as I suggested earlier, can help us to reinforce spiritual thoughts. And as we affirm our connection to God, we affirm our inherent goodness. Unity says that our thoughts shape our experiences. So cultivating positive thoughts is crucial. During this holiday season, I get a chance to listen to Holly and her family. I get a chance to hear Kenny sing. And I was at Macy's the other day to shop for a few gifts over at Roseville. I had never seen so many people. It threatened to take away my joy. I quickly got out of the building. (laughs) But even in the midst of all the noise that's going on about us, we can have that hope and that faith. We can experience peace. We can call forth the love that's our birthright along our path of getting to joy next Sunday. Just remember, beloved, and know that this is steadfast love, that this steadfast love is unconditional, that we are worthy of loving, and that being loved is our spiritual inheritance. Know this as we celebrate faith, hope, peace, and love during this holiday season. And as we go through this, We can be like the man with the thousands of inherent antibodies to fight COVID-19. We're ready. As with the little boy who unconditionally shared his blood with his ailing sister, willing to lay down his five-year-old life, that God loves us in the same way. And like the person for whom nothing happened until he realized his worthiness, we too can thrive as a reflection of our home training and revel in spirit's steadfast love on our way to the joy of the Advent season. I say all of this in the name and the power of the spirit that sustains us all. And I ask this, can you feel the love this morning? Amen. You just heard a message coming from Unity South in the Twin Cities. More information is found at their website at unitysouth.org. It's National Popcorn Day, and it pops onto the scene with a crunch we all love to enjoy. This time-honored snack can be sweet or savory, caramelized, buttered or plain, molded into a ball, or tossed with nuts and chocolate. Popcorn started becoming popular in the United States in the mid-1800s. It wasn't until Charles Creters, a candy store owner, developed a machine for popping corn with steam that the tasty treat became more abundantly poppable. By 1900, he had horse-drawn popcorn wagons going through the streets of Chicago. At about the same time, Louis Ruckheim added peanuts and molasses to the popcorn to bring Cracker Jack to the world. Then in 1908, the national anthem of baseball was born. Jack Norworth and Albert von Tilzer wrote Take Me Out to the Ball Game. 
Today, who can imagine going to the movies without getting a box of buttered popcorn? Today, Americans consume 13 billion quarts of popcorn a year, more than any other country in the world. A majority of the popcorn produced in the world is grown in the United States. Nebraska leads the Corn Belt in popcorn production. Today is National Popcorn Day. That's our show, and thanks to our special guests for stopping by and sharing information that we hope can change lives. If you missed any of today's show, you can subscribe to our podcast or just Google Freddie Bell or stop by my website of the same name. Thanks for listening, and remember that each day is a chance for a new beginning. See you next week. 